you're listening to Diving In, a podcast by Lexi McCrowan. Join me as I explore topics relating to health, wellness, and how to stay true to yourself. Each week, I touch on raw and often unspoken conversations with special guests as they share their experience working in the spotlight and their own personal journey to accepting themselves. Diving In is your guide to help you navigate challenges in life, whether that's relating to friendships, business, or health. I can't wait to take you on this exciting journey with me. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of Diving In. I hope everyone had a beautiful week and enjoyed last week's episode. I know I love listening to it, especially because I was editing it, but I actually played it to my parents when we were driving up to my grandparents' place over the Easter weekend and they absolutely loved it so I would definitely love some feedback if you have any guests in mind that you would like to hear from please just shoot me a message as always I love to hear from you guys and get some feedback but in today's episode I really wanted to touch on imposter syndrome and it's something that I've always struggled with and I feel like a lot of people do at some stage in their life And at times it can be a lot louder for me and at the moment it is. So I thought that we could unpack it today. We could discuss what imposter syndrome is, how it looks, the different types of imposter syndrome and how you can deal with it because I think it definitely is a challenging thing to go through, especially because I always touch on having an inner critic And it basically links to that as well, because we get very hard on ourselves and we end up having very high expectations of the work that we want to do. And it can be quite stressful and overwhelming. So I really hope that you are able to take something away from this episode. Of course, I thought that we could touch on this week's special share firstly. So here it is. Do not underestimate yourself by comparing yourself to others. It's our differences that make us unique and define just how special we are. And I love this. It's basically just a little reminder for yourself today or if you want to write it down in your journal or in your diary. It's a great thing just to know that being different and being unique is so beautiful If we were all the same, how are we supposed to learn things from others? How are we supposed to go through life and experience different things that we learn maybe from our friends or our family? So I thought that it was a really good one because I feel like we all get caught up, especially on Instagram or TikTok about other people's lives and of course I always say this but Instagram is definitely a highlight reel and we can sometimes open up the app and start scrolling and in our head we might say to ourselves god I wish I could be doing that or I wish I was doing that or I wish I had as many followers as they did or I wish I was as successful as they are and it can be hard And at times it can put you in this vicious cycle and it just goes on and on. And at times it's exhausting. So I wanted to firstly define imposter syndrome. And it merely means 
unfounded feelings of self-doubt and incompetence. For example, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I'm a total fraud. And sooner or later, everyone's going to find out. And too often to counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to even higher standards. And this pressure can eventually take a toll on your emotional well-being and your performance, showing up for your friends, for your family. Because if you're inside your head quite a lot, you're very distracted. And I notice it quite a bit from working for myself, doing my podcast and my yoga and then working for someone else. It's actually a really nice balance for me because if I was just working for myself, I would find it so challenging in terms of knowing when to clock off because sometimes I'll be editing podcasts at like 12 at night time because that's the only time I have and then I miss out on having a few extra hours of sleep and it can be tough it can be hard to tell yourself to you know what you need a break it's okay to rest that cycle of being so productive I often chat about that in a few of my other episodes but like I mentioned in, I think it was two episodes ago that I'm starting to embrace rest more because when we rest and we listen to our body, the more we're actually able to show up for ourselves so much better in the future. So for me, when I feel like I need to be editing my podcast at 12am at night, or as soon as I wake up in the morning, I stop myself and I say, right, is that really what my body needs right now? Because it's often not, I need rest at those hours. So it's firstly, just knowing what imposter syndrome is. Sometimes people think, you know, it's just their mind and that's what happens, but it can actually really affect people long-term. And I think it's just so important to acknowledge that you may have imposter syndrome because then you're actually able to pinpoint how you can work through it. Imposter syndrome can show up in so many areas of your life, whether that's just in the job that you have. You could be comparing your work to one of your colleagues and you may think you're not doing enough or you need to be doing more. Another one, it could be showing up when you're on Instagram. So a way of changing that is firstly acknowledging it. And then maybe if it's via Instagram, You could just delete the app for a week. Challenge yourself in terms of switching off and being more present. So what does imposter syndrome actually feel like? Do you recognize how it feels in your body and can you pinpoint it from other emotions? For example, if you're feeling anxious, why are you feeling anxious? What's this caused from? Whenever I feel anxious, I always get out my journal and I'm like writing down trying to pinpoint the feelings or the emotions that are coming on and why they're coming on because once we can pinpoint it we're like okay we can figure out our trigger and what we need to do from there imposter feelings can represent a conflict between your self-perception and the way others perceive you for example if you were going to a party and you rocked up to this party and you thought everyone was staring at you because your hair didn't look as perfect or You didn't like your outfit, so you think other people are looking at you because they don't like your outfit. And once you start to believe that, it once again turns into this cycle and it takes you away from your mind and 
it's not actually often what people are thinking about. People might be looking at you thinking, oh my God, I love her outfit. And even as others praise your talents, you write off your successes to timing and good luck. You don't believe you earned them on your own merits and you fear others will eventually realize the same thing. And I often do this when people tell me, oh my gosh, you're doing so much. You do a podcast, you do your yoga and I work full time for another fashion brand. I often say, you know what? I thrive under pressure and staying busy. Yes, it is hard, but in the long run, I am so proud of myself for challenging myself. And that is so uncomfortable to say at times. When people tell me what I'm doing is amazing, sometimes I actually can't take that in and I can't give myself a pat on the back. I feel like we're always so hard on ourselves and we're always looking to the future in terms of what we can do better, how we can show up better for our family and our friends. And it's often exhausting. You may also place a lot of pressure on yourself to work harder in order to keep others from recognizing your failures, become worthy of roles you believe you don't deserve and make up for what you consider your lack of intelligence. The first one for me in terms of failing is definitely a big one. I am such a people pleaser. And at times that can be really challenging because you may not feel like going out or seeing your friends or socializing. And you may feel like you need rest and that you've worked really hard this week. So you just need the weekend to reset. And at times your friends might be texting you and saying, come on, let's go out. Let's go have a dinner. And you feel like you have to say yes. And I often more than not do say yes. And I end up going and then I get home and I am exhausted. And that is not listening to my body. So I'm really working on that and like trying to have a work and social life balance. I also feel like the work you put in can keep the cycle going. So once again, if you give in to these feelings and you keep believing that, whether it's you're at this party and you believe that your outfit is not good enough and other people are looking at you because your outfit is not good, every time you go out, you're going to believe that. And the further accomplishments don't reassure you. It keeps on happening. You consider them nothing more than the product of your efforts to maintain the illusion of your success. It's like when you're trying new skincare, you may be having a breakout And so you go out and you buy all this skincare. Don't worry, I've done this before. And you spend so much money in Mecca and you come home, you start using all this skincare and you wake up the next morning and your breakouts are still there. Long term, that skincare is not actually helping your skin. It's just masking it. And this is like when we relate it to feelings and emotions and not giving into that cycle and believing it stepping away from it, acknowledging it, thanking it's there and just moving on. It's not getting rid of it because that feeling may be there for a long time and that's okay. But it's not letting it define you. And one thing I find really hard is when people praise me for things. I always think it's based off sympathy or pity. You know, they see that I'm juggling a lot. And so by saying that, they feel like it'll give me reassurance. But despite linking your accomplishments to chance, you take on all the blame for any mistakes you make. 
For example, if you don't record an episode this week or you don't hand in that assignment that you wanted to hand in earlier, you are a failure. And so when people tell you throughout that week that you set that goal, oh my gosh, you're doing amazing, you tend to say they can see how much pressure I'm under and they're just saying that they don't actually mean that. But it's all in your head once again. Even minor errors reinforce your belief in your lack of intelligence and ability. We often find it hard to say good things about ourselves. So it's making it a daily practice, whether for you, you struggle with, once again, saying good things about yourself. For me, I definitely do. One exercise that could be good for you is getting out sticky notes or a piece of pen and paper and writing down what you value about yourself, putting it up on your mirror in your bathroom or on your mirror in your room when you're getting ready and just look over them. Remind yourself of what you are actually good at, what you do value and you do see about yourself to remind yourself in the times when you do question who you are or what you do, how good you are at things. This can really help you. And like I said, over time, once we fuel this cycle, it can cause us to feel anxious, depressed, or lead to long-term guilt. And living in constant fear of this and discovering things, you strive for perfection in everything you do. You might feel guilty or worthless when you can't achieve it. And not to mention burnt out and overwhelmed by the continued efforts. Like I said, it's a vicious cycle. You keep on giving into it. So I thought that we could touch on the five types. And I was doing a little bit of research and the leading imposter syndrome researcher, Dr. Valerie Young, describes five types of imposters in her book. And this is called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. And it's based off why capable people suffer from the imposter syndrome and how to thrive in it. So the first one, the perfectionist. I definitely feel like this is me, but when I read out all five of them, I'm like, yep, I definitely am that as well. So I thought that we could really just like unpack each one because it's actually quite interesting and it may be helpful for you to know the type of person that you are and how to set yourself apart from that and work on it. So the perfectionist. If this is you, take a listen. You focus primarily on how you do things, often to the point where you demand perfection of yourself in every aspect of your life. Yet, since perfection isn't always a realistic goal, you can't meet these standards. Instead of acknowledging the hard work you've put in after completing a task, you might criticize yourself for small mistakes and feel ashamed of your failure. You might even try avoiding new things if you believe you can't do them perfectly the first time. And this is something that I often struggle with. I think I've touched on it in one episode, but with recording episodes, I often put it off out of fear once I have recorded it of thinking it's not good enough. And it's like I don't want to sit with that discomfort, so I just don't record. But it's definitely something that I'm working on. Or for example, you know, I might have to create content for a brand. And this actually happened a few weeks ago, but I was filming a reel for 
a new recipe I was making and I filmed the whole video. It took like over two hours because it takes time. You've got to move the camera around. You've got to make sure you're getting the right angle. It's exhausting, but it's so much fun when you do do it. But I looked back over the video and I saw this small speckle in the corner of the room. And I was like, nah, I can't use that video. I've got to do it all again. And I had to stop in that moment. And I was like, Lexi, this is just in your mind. When you upload this or when you send it to the company, they're not going to notice that. So it's really setting yourself apart from that and knowing that that's only in your mind. Other people will not think that. The next one, the natural genius. So this person, you've spent your life picking up new skills with little effort and believe you should understand new material and processes right away. Your belief that competent people can handle anything with little difficulty leads you to feel like a fraud when you have a hard time. If something doesn't come easily to you or you fail to succeed on your first try, you might feel ashamed and embarrassed. And I feel like all of these ones that I'm describing, we all have a tendency of each in some area of our life, they will show up. The next one, the soloist. You believe you should be able to handle everything on your own. If you can't achieve success independently, you consider yourself unworthy. Asking someone for help or accepting support when it's offered doesn't just mean failing your own high standards. It also means admitting your inadequacies and showing yourself as a failure. And this is something I often will tell myself because I like to challenge myself and I like to push myself, whether it's, for example, something I've been really exploring at the moment is ice baths. And not just ice baths themselves. I've been going into my pool and just standing in there and it is absolutely freezing, but it definitely wakes me up. And for me, it could even be when I'm in there, in my mind, I'm telling myself, do an extra minute, push yourself, challenge yourself in that. If I was to get out that moment when I was saying that to myself, I would feel so disappointed and like I didn't accomplish anything in doing that activity. So if I was feeling that and I got out that extra minute early, it's flipping that around and saying to myself, that's okay, Lexi, you listened to what you needed. You challenged yourself enough. At least you did it and that you're exploring this. The next one, the expert. Before you can consider your work a success, you want to learn everything there is to know on that topic. You might spend so much time pursuing your quest for more information that you end up having to devote more time to your main task. Since you believe you should have all the answers, you might consider yourself a fraud or failure if you can't answer a question or encounter some knowledge you previously missed. The next one, the superhero. You link competence to your ability to succeed in every role you hold student, friend, employee, or parent. Failing to successfully navigate the demands of these roles simply proves, in your opinion, your inadequacy. To succeed, then, you push yourself to the limit, expending as much energy as possible in every role. Still, even this maximum effort may not resolve your imposter feelings. You might think, I should be able to do more, or this should be easier. 
And this is something I often tell myself with making videos, with making podcast episodes. I often will say to myself, this should be easier, but at times it won't be. To come up with different kind of stories to tell people for your podcast episode or to find guests that really resonate with your podcast can take time. For me, over the years, I've realized I'm the type of person that likes quick fixes. And at times you can't get that. For example, if you're feeling not right in your body and you go to the doctors or you see your naturopath and you want the answers straight away, but at times they can't give you that. You may need to do like tests and get a blood test and go see another specialist. And it takes time. For example, for me with my podcast episodes, recording it and then uploading it. You can't do it all in that one day. It takes time. You've got to listen to it. You've got to edit the whole episode. It may take you a week or two and that is okay. So where does it come from? For me, I feel like when I think of this and when I'm journaling, sometimes I ask myself this, but I feel like there's no single clear cause of imposter feelings. There's rather a number of factors likely combined to trigger them. For example, academic success in childhood can contribute to imposter feelings later in life. For example, if you were in school or college or high school and you felt like you had to get certain grades once you might enter a different stage of your life, you may feel like you learnt so easily when you were in primary school or high school and you received a lot of praise from teachers and parents. But then in this other stage of your life, you might find yourself struggling for the first time. You might begin to believe your classmates are more intelligent and gifted and you might worry you don't belong in college after all. And it can be difficult because you've played this role of being such a high achiever in primary school or high school or college and then you enter this different stage of your life and you actually can't meet those standards anymore and it's knowing that that's okay we can't always be the same and we can't always be on this role because if we were to look at a timeline of our life it's like that quote life is full of ups and downs or life is a roller coaster Think of the roller coaster, it's always going up and down. If it was just straight and it was linear and we felt the exact same, we were achieving the exact same, how are we supposed to learn from that? So if we're looking at that roller coaster and it goes down, from that down point, it can then maybe go up and we learn something from that. And that is how life flows. It can also stem from personality traits. Experts have linked specific personality traits to imposter feelings. For example, perfectionist tendencies. Another one, low self-confidence in your ability to manage your behavior and successfully handle your responsibilities. If you have things on your to-do list and you have to tick them off, if you have really high standards and suffer from imposter syndrome, you may not do them based off fear. And low self-confidence in your ability to manage your behavior and successfully handle your responsibilities. This is something I struggle with. I may still 
record a video for a brand or upload a podcast episode if I'm not happy with it. And I just do it because I know that that's all in my head. That's only what I'm thinking. And it's breaking yourself apart from that and knowing that's not what others are thinking about you. And another thing that can really contribute to this is existing mental health symptoms. Fears of failure can prompt plenty of emotional distress. And often many people coping with imposter feelings also experience anxiety and depression. At times, if you feel like this defines you, it can really put you in a really unhealthy place. You may start to not do the things that you love based off fear once again. But living with depression or anxiety might mean you already experience self-doubt, diminish self-confidence and worry around how others perceive you. And it's so normal. Just know that this mindset of feeling less than can both lead to and reinforce the belief that you don't really belong in your academic or professional environment. And often we all tell ourselves this. Even the most successful people experience imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome can worsen mental health symptoms, creating a cycle that's difficult to escape. So one thing that can really help is seeing someone. Another thing, new responsibilities. It's not at all uncommon to feel unworthy of a career or academic opportunity you just earned. Like I always say, we find it hard to praise ourselves. You want the job, definitely. It could be your dream job. All the same, you might worry you won't measure up to expectations or believe your abilities won't match those of your co-workers or classmates. And it's often hard because you've just gotten this new job and it feels amazing. But then your mind instantly goes to, oh my God, how are we going to meet our high standards? How are we going to do this every single day and just keep on going? Stop in that moment and tell yourself, so what if I miss a day of meeting that high standard? So what if I even miss a week? Or my goals change around what I want to achieve in this job and who I want to be. That is okay. These feelings may fade as you settle in and get familiar with the role. Sometimes though, they can get worse. And particularly if you fail to receive support, validation and encouragement from your manager or your work colleagues. And that's when I feel like it's really good to be open and honest with your work or with a friend, if that's working for yourself or for a company that may not know what you go through or that you're someone that is really hard on yourself. It's just opening up to someone. And often more than not, that person may also be struggling with the same thing. So it's knowing that you're not alone in that. And a lot of other people go through that. So I thought it would be helpful to touch on how to deal with imposter syndrome, because when we deal with it and we break away from that, It can really help us in the long run in terms of showing up for our friends and our family in a really positive way once again, not being so distracted. So firstly, like I mentioned, just acknowledging these feelings, identifying imposter feelings and bringing them out in the light of day can really accomplish some goals. For example, talking to a trusted friend about your distress can help you get some outside context on the situation. What you're thinking And what you tell someone, they may offer you some really good advice in terms of, Lexi, no one's thinking that about you. No one's seeing that. 
No one's knowing that you failed at this task. So it's just talking to someone. Another one could be to build connections, whether that's at work and telling someone that you struggle with this. Someone else may be going through the same thing. And remember that you can't achieve everything alone. By reaching out, your network can offer guidance, support, validate your strengths and encourage your efforts to grow. They may just say to you, go for a walk or just take a break. You don't need to finish that task today. And just having someone else say that to you can actually be so relaxing and calming in a way. For me, working my full-time job, it actually takes me away from my mind because someone else is giving me things to do. And it's a really nice balance for me. And I also feel that by sharing imposter feelings, this can also help others in the same position feel less alone. It can then create the opportunity to share strategies for overcoming these feelings and related challenges you might encounter. Another thing that has really helped me is challenging your doubts. When imposter feelings surface, ask yourself whether they're actual facts and that you support these beliefs. You can then pinpoint these pieces of evidence to counter them, to really say, that's not true, that is not who I am, and I will not let this define me. For example, say you're considering applying for a promotion, but you don't believe you have what it takes. Maybe one small mistake you made on a project a few months ago still haunts you and is inside your head replaying over and over. Or perhaps you think your coworkers who praise your work mostly just feel sorry for you. That's often just what you're telling yourself. And you may then not apply for this promotion based off fear of your coworkers not thinking you're good enough or you may not think you're good enough. If you consistently receive encouragement and recognition that's a good sign you're doing right and you may deserve a chance for this promotion. So by telling someone that you struggle with imposter syndrome, it's even just letting them know that it's nice to hear praise every now and then from them. You may not take it in at times and accept it, but at times you also will and it could change how you feel that day. You never know what a new day can bring. Sometimes more people struggle with it than others because it may show up every day for them. But it's pinpointing where that comes from. Everyone has unique abilities. You are where you are because someone recognized your talents and your potential. You may not excel in every task you attempt. Yeah, that's okay. That's normal. But you don't have to. Almost no one can do it all. Even when it seems like someone has everything under control, you may not know the full story. And that's what I often say with Instagram. Some of the most successful people struggle with imposter syndrome. And it's okay to need a little time to learn something new. Even if someone else seems to grasp that skill immediately, that's okay. We can't always be the same. Instead of allowing others' success to highlight your flaws, Consider exploring ways to develop your abilities that interest you. Explore a new hobby. You may learn something about yourself. You may learn that you're super creative and you may take that on board in terms of your job. And knowing that you're super creative is such a good thing because when you take on a new task or you do a new thing, it's like, I know I'm super creative, so I may not have the vision that I want right now, but over time, it'll come. 
And it's also remembering that saying, every day you're presented with new opportunities. Some days you'll wake up and you won't be feeling amazing. And I felt like this at the start of last week and I did not let it define my week. I showed up for myself after those few days and I was like, look, I'm not going to stay in this vicious cycle. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to be really productive today because the last three days last week, I wasn't and that's okay. But then I got up on the Thursday and I felt super motivated and it's just knowing to ride through those emotions that that's what can get you to one day waking up and feeling motivated again. And it's also a reminder for you that if you've woken up one day and you're not feeling great, just lean into that because every day, yes, you are presented with new opportunities. So you don't know what the next day will bring. So I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode and all in all, I just want to say success doesn't require perfection. True perfection is practically impossible. So failing to achieve does not make you a failure or a fraud. You often learn something from it. And I always say this, offering yourself kindness and compassion instead of judgment and self-doubt can help you maintain a realistic perspective and motivate you to pursue healthy self-growth. For example, if you've woken up one day and you're not feeling your best, like I said, lean into that. The next day, you may wake up feeling super motivated, creative, and have something new that you wanna work on. I also just wanna say, if you continue to struggle with imposter feelings and you feel like it's really getting on top of you, it might also be helpful seeing someone or telling your friend that you feel like you need more help than you can actually take on yourself, whether that's your journaling as much as you possibly can. And you're trying to pinpoint the exact feeling and the trigger for this. Sometimes you can't and that's okay. But it's knowing that it's okay to ask for help. And if you do, please know that you're not a failure, that you're not weak. So reach out for that help from a friend, from a specialist, if you feel like you need it. But I hope that you guys have a beautiful week and I will see you in next week's episode.